Hey guys, thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Knee Port. This week, we're diving into Penelope's Architect, as well as bringing you a little bit of bourbon news. So sit back and relax, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, we're live, baby. Hey, welcome back to The Neat Poor Podcast. Nick is here. And Jelana is here, and we're here with episode 65. Doing it to you in your ear hole. Uh, Shalanda, this is the uh, Penelope Architect episode. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I I'm digging what they do. So you know, I copped this bottle at the suggestion of our local shoppy. He was like, "Look, I suggest you get it now because it's been flying off the shelves." Do you? I, I wanted to see what to do. Do you like what I did there, doing it to your in your ear hole? Like, I really tried to just kind of gloss over that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So oh, yeah, I don't know what you were doing with that, but hey. Okay. Yeah, I think um, episode fifty-five was also a uh, Penelope episode. Uh, yeah. So that's when we went. I think we did uh, two different, two different blends from. Uh, man, the name escapes me. This is why we have notes, man, from our from the store, the off premise, off premise liquor store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, of uh, revisiting that episode. Well, two things about Penelope. Uh, they are a uh, NDP, mm-hmm. uh, non distilling producer. You know, they probably source uh, from the from the MGP. Like uh, like our guy, uh, Sommelier would say, everyone disrespects the uh, Squib and Ross name. By the way, have you noticed that? I mean, it sounds like a fucking character from SpongeBob. So, but hey, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, uh, the MGP <laughs> is where they is where they source from. Uh, they're from Rose Roselle, New Jersey. Yeah, um, Roselle, New Jersey. I thought you were going to say Roselle, Illinois, because there is a city called Roselle. Yeah, uh, Roselle. No, no, Roselle, New Jersey. Uh, the last one we had was a high rye mash bill, and um, at the time I think they had uh, they had a handful of of options in their series. They had a four grain, a, a barrel strength, a toasted series, a rose cask finish, a private select, and an American light whiskey. And we saw a whiskey tuber who was really excited about their American light whiskey. Yeah. Um. And but this is the architect. Yeah. Architect. That sounds like a fucking movie. Yeah. So Penelope Architect is 104 proof, mm-hmm. uh, straight bourbon whiskey finished in French oak staves, Shalanda. There you have it. Sounds a lot like uh, sounds a lot like Makers Makers 46. Makers 46 uh, uses French oak staves. Yeah. Is, did did <clears throat> they use that for the Black Bourbon Society bottle? Yeah, so the way I gather from makers is that they have like uh, four different staves, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all seasoned differently. So they all have different names. You know, one's French mocha, one's, uh, you know, French pure, no, baked American pure. Um, so I guess that one's not French, but um, French cuvee. So they take, uh, I think they have 10 sticks in the program or staves. They have 10 staves in the program. Mm-hmm. And I think you get to pick five and it rests for nine weeks on the five you pick. Mm-hmm. So that's just a uh, kind of a distributor uh, and friends and customers program that they offer. Um, the OG Makers 46 is uh, a mix of all the staves. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my only that's my only reference point for French not things finished well, on French Oak Staves. What about the other whiskey company that we did a virtual tasting with Starwood? They did a lot of French Oak Staves as well. The Australian whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. That um, was actually pretty good, too. Yeah, the Starwood was good. I think when we did the Starwood call, we were supposed to get first dibs on the barrel that everyone agreed. Was the best. Yeah. Which actually turned out to be like the American version. <laughs> Not the. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, it tasted good. 
Yeah. It tasted good. Man, I forget the deets on that. That was so long ago. Yeah. But yeah, it was a virtual call and we got to pick one. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, Penelope. So, Penelope. Uh, first thing that stands out about Penelope is this really cool bottle. It's the long kind of, uh, I don't know, almost wine-like bottle that's kind of reminiscent of uh, the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. It's that shape bottle. Uh, the stag. Yeah, you know, yeah. your stag and handy and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, LaRue and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Their bottle kind of looks like this. Um, you know, when we when we first give it a sip, um, you know, it's actually got a lighter body than I was expecting. It's all spice and maybe a little bit of like golden raisin, right? But I mean, but the the spice comes off a little peppery. But then really it's um it's lighter than I was expecting um on a uh, density wise. Yeah. Know? So Yeah, it's coming in in a solid 104 proof. Um, the, the nose on it, when you, for me, you get the sweetness, but then when you, that first sip is definitely has that spice, like that fresh cracked black peppercorn type vibe. Yeah. It's not sharp. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a very pleasant, it's a very pleasant spice. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, we'll sip on this and we'll, we'll, we'll revisit it. Um, should we talk about some news? Most definitely. Uh, Heaven Hill's in the news. What they do? Uh, Heaven Hill is going to expand uh, another location in Barstown. Uh, they're spending $136 million on an expansion. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how about that? Heaven Hill, man. Um, we drink quite a bit of Heaven Hill. So uh, they'll have capacity to distill and produce 450,000 barrels a year. Mm-hmm. So this will be done by 2024. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Thirty million more gallons coming from Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill was already the largest independent distiller in the in the country before this. Mm. So, so there's that. Um, what else is in the news? Oh, Shalanda's in the news this week. Am I in the news? What did I do? Yeah, man. So Shalanda uh, made her debut on Revolution's cocktail list. Uh, Revolution, uh, the largest independent brewery in this country, has two recipes or in the state has two has two locations and the original brew pub. Uh, Shalanda has uh, some cocktails on the menu. So you want to tell the people about your cocktail series at Revolution, Shalanda? Sure. So what happened? We'll see what happened was um, my beer cocktails um, kind of kicked off during the pandemic because out of boredom and, yeah. you know, just wanted to try something different. So, you know, Revolution, they are amazing guys. They're, everybody over there is like super friendly, super chill. And shout out to John Carruthers. Cause, you know, John always said, hey, you know, I'm going to bring you some beer. And then, you know, you're thinking it's like just like a four pack or so. No, John comes clutch with the whole case. So I had all of these sours in the fridge trying to figure out what the hell am I going to do with all of these sours? Freedom of expression. Yeah. Uh, freedom series. Right. So that's what. Sours. Right. So that's what led me to making the beer cocktails. And apparently, you know, they started dating them. So the first cocktail that I made is called something old, something new. It was made with their freedom of assembly sour, which is a blueberry sour. And mm-hmm. in that a particular um, cocktail I used the Evan Williams. Okay. Um, which actually, actually, you know, I I actually switched it out because you know, again, they are brewery, so they'll tell you like, hey, we're not really into the fancy cocktails, but we will make it work. So I, for them, I switched it to the Evan Williams. Tell us about your your process to get to that point. So it wasn't Evan Williams that you originally selected when you were doing this in your trials. 
No, I you know what I gotta go back and see what I actually used in initially because I forgot because I made it. Evan Williams. Evan, yeah, Evan Williams, you know, Evan Williams comes through clutch. For yeah. that to be a $17 bottle bourbon, it's it's a good sipper by itself and it's great also in cocktails. Um I have to kind of I can't think about what I initially used in it, but you know, when they hit me say, Hey, but we have Evan Williams, I'll say, Well, hell, you know, you can use that because they make amazing cocktails. So with that one is uh like an ounce of Luxardo. Uh, cherry juice, an ounce of ginger syrup, and, you know, a few ounces of the bourbon, you know, and then, and, you know, you shake and strain, and then you use half of the Freedom of Assembly, garnish with some cherries, and you're good to go. Now, that's cool. Now, did you have, um, did they make this as strong as you would make it? Well, no. When I, I mean, no. When, of course, you know, when you go into an establishment like that, they're about, you know, beer. So, I get that. So for them, when we went, it was a little sweeter than I would have put it, you know, but I get it. So if you see the recipe, I would suggest, you know, umping, upping the bourbon a little bit more just so you can get that balance of the booze and the and the sweetness from the beer. I can dig it. So something old, something new is going to be the first one. Mm -hmm. um, and then you made a, you went down there, you had your photo shoots, you got to pose with all your cocktails. And did videos. And, and did videos. Yeah. Um, what are some of the other ones that are going to be in part of the uh, Afro Beer Chick series at Revolution? It was so funny because we then also had to kind of switch out because they already have like, I was going to do a Rosarita, which is like the the margarita version yeah. of the beer. Rosa, I think their, their beer is a uh, hibiscus ale. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But um, because they have a Rosa uh, slushy on hand already, we kind of had to flip that out at the last minute. So we're doing um, something called, oh, oh, Liquid Summer. That's mm. the one with the Freedom Lemonade. It's like a boozy lemonade. And it's with limoncello. It's with gin. Um, for because at the bar there, I we use the um, Leatherby, but one of my favorites to use in that cocktail would be like one of the Hendrix, like Orbium or Mint Summer Solstice, yeah, because it's such a botanical gin, which is amazing. Yeah, people sleep on uh, Hendrix, maybe because it's in their face all the time, but yeah, yeah Hendrix is a uh, a wildly bouquet heavy, really delicious uh, gin. Yeah. yeah. Hendrix is, is is one of my favorite gingers. I mean, my favorite gins. But the Leatherby actually worked really well in it last uh, yesterday. Yeah. Leatherby's a Chicago crew, man. Shout out to Leatherby. Shout out, you know, local. And then the last one, because um, we had to switch it again at the last minute. We're I even had to come up with the name at the last minute. It was, uh, this one used the freedom of speech. So we're going to call this one patio season because it's a whole vibe. It's a nice, light, boozy uh, a cocktail that you would really enjoy. So freedom of speech is the, uh, so revolutions, uh, freedom. I think it's the freedom of what is it? The freedom series is mm -hmm. the kettle sour series. Freedom of speech is the peach yeah. flavored one. It's the peach flavored one. Okay. So this one has like fresh strawberries. I did a chili, uh, a chili lime seasoning to rim. Okay. Um, and then what did we put in this one? Oh, Oh, the plantation rum. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, man. I mean, I wanted to ask you about the whole process, right? You know, like how you came up with these. Sounds like you named them and then what the day was like and then, you know, how the finished product was versus, you know, the trials that you did, you know, to building up to that. So I wanted to ask you about those. Well, so that's you know, cool. 
it was it was fun. It was fun. You know, I'm always trying to come up with different cocktails, especially, you know, when I do the cocktails of the week, you know, just kind of, I try to make it where it's interesting and yet, you know, cost effective. You know, I don't like to use super expensive ingredients because, you know, I don't want to break the bank. Yeah. You want to inspire the people that, you know, to do this shit at the house. If they like, want hey, to. I can make that. Hey, and yeah. my call us about this one. So, yeah. So it was a full on photo shoot at the brew pub. What, <laughs> what was that like? It was actually a video shoot. So oh, we, like sure. they recorded me making these so they're going to come out because i think lemon the liquid summer is going to come out next month and then hopefully you know we're going to continue on through the summer you know i'm going to keep making these uh cocktail creations and yeah just kind of you know recorded everything all in one you know one day you know i did my little outfit change like hey <laughs> so it was a fun day that's dope man congratulations thank you yeah it's very cool um yeah one half of the neat podcast in the news man um, what else is in the news? Should we talk about the Oscars of the spirits world, the San Francisco uh, World Spirits Competition? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, I think this thing is kind of sprawling and a ton of categories. So I think we'll just highlight a few that kind of jumped out at me, right, mm-hmm. as far as winners go, right? So the uh, the best straight bourbon whiskey um, would go to uh, 1792 Bottle of you know, I do enjoy 1792. It was like one of my favorites. Yeah, somebody reached out to us on the socials and asked us about small batch. And um, I said, because I think I talked about foolproof. And their response was, I saw the small batch, should I get it? And mm-hmm. I think my reply was, I think the only one we've drank and then got more of was the foolproof. So, yeah. But, you know. I think uh, Ball and Bond, I wouldn't mind revisiting that. Is there some upstairs? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I haven't um, bought. It is so funny because I haven't bought any in a in a minute, but um, it is one of my, I can't even say it's on the table because there ain't nothing on the bar. Huh? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know, it's good if the bottle's gone because yeah. there's a ton of options. Uh, the best single barrel bourbon up to 10 years is Henry McKenna from the aforementioned Heaven Hill. So. Mm. Uh, this thing has won in the I think the last three years. It's kind of surprised everybody. So now it's it's full on allocation. I think the price went up to sixty bucks. I think it was like a thirty nine dollar play at one point. You know that's what happens when bourbon starting learning its value. It's like God damn, y'all keep going up. Best Tennessee whiskey is uh, eighteen twenty uh, from <gasps> Uncle Nears. Yes, that congratulations to Fawn and the crew. That is so dope. I'm so excited for that. I think I have a little bit of that up. Yeah. Upstairs on the North Bar. Uh, best hard seltzer. Oh, you got the eighteen twenty. Oh, you do yeah, have eighteen twenty. I do have eighteen twenty. Best hard seltzer. You want to take a guess at this one? No, because I'm it's lulls. No, I'm joking. Was <laughs> right? Really? It's lulls phase from, from phase three. Oh, uh, Lake no. Zurich, Illinois. No, uh, best hard seltzer is a zero sugar seltzer black cherry from Smirnoff. I don't really drink seltzer. So. I don't really drink seltzer either. The last time we drank seltzer, we went to a burlesque show over in Logan, and. Um, that's all they were offering was the fucking uh, Trulies and, you know, Twisted Tea and this other shit. Um, not really not really my scene. No, that's not, not really my jam. Not really my scene. Best Japanese whiskey. Oh, is it Hibiki? No, it's yeah. uh, Pure Malt. The Nika? Kurarashi. It looks uh, a lot like the Nika. But nope, never heard of them. Yeah, Kurarashi. Kurayoshi 18. Yeah, I already poured you some. I didn't know that. Yeah, so for, you know, take a pause from these awards... As you know, that's a little comparison, right? Just to go, just to try to understand what the stave is doing. Uh, we decided to pull out the Makers 46. This would be the um, Oak Stave selection by the Black Bourbon Society. 
So this is a uh, Maker's Finish Nine Weeks on French Oak Staves. Now I'm gonna say this: this one is the Black Beverly Society vibe. This one opened up a lot compared to when I first opened this one. Was it? What do you mean? It was really hot when you first opened it. It was a little. It was. It was pretty spicy, but it's like it simmered down. And man, I'm really. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was enjoying it when we first opened it, but I'm really enjoying it now. It's delicious. I mean, when I had it earlier, you know, sometimes those candy flavors are coming coming at you right up front, you know, being mm-hmm. a weeder and all. But now I think it's dialed back and it's more of a rounded experience. You know, it's both it's it's supposed uh cinnamon spice, mm-hmm. which I really like. And then a little bit of that um just kind of uh, the baked dessert thing along with the cinnamon spice. Side by side as opposed to it being, you know, kind of dessert forward, you know. Uh best overproof rum. Which one is that? This is the private release B sixteen from Barrel. So this is a uh, Barrel, which I'm Barrel that makes the bourbon. Exactly, they so make rum. They're a spirits company. Yeah, that's why. Wow. I, that's why I mentioned it. All their labels look the exact same, but they'll tell you all the time that you know they have over 150 sources around the world, <laughs> and they 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 pride themselves on blending uh, spirits of all kinds. You know that happen to just you know bourbon is the one they do the most, but it's not the only one they do. Mm. Yeah. So cheers to them. I actually wouldn't mind trying this rum because, you know, they, they're quick to find a, uh, you know, Martinique rum cask or a fucking apple brandy cask, right? Or a pear brandy cask. And their finished products are always, you know, really, really delicious. Mm. So um, let's see what else is going on here. Uh, mezcal, we had a nice mezcal. We should, if I can remember the name of the fucking mezcal, we should talk about it. But um, it's nice and spooky. Yeah, but the gold in this category is Nuku Mezcal from Oaxaca, Mexico. Not sure why I mentioned that because I don't know them, nor do I know the fucking category. So, yeah, uh, that's it, man. That's it. That's all I wanted to bring up, man. All right. So, um, what do you think about this Penelope? I think it's pretty good. I mean. It's a sipper. I would like to see how it tastes after it has opened up a little bit more. You know, after it sat on the bar for maybe like a month or so. <laughs> Who knows? That seems, for some reason, that seems to be the, the vibe of it. Or even the next day, just like with the Alexander James. The James, you know, Alexander James, how they open up the next day, you know. That's very true. It's kind of, it's, it's strange how that's becoming part of the journey. Like, yeah. you know, from the... From the cork to the neck mm-hmm. is a different experience from the end of the neck to the middle of the bottle. You know, we're starting to pick up on those things as part of our journey. So that's an interesting observation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. I do really enjoy the, the, uh, the, 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 for lack of a better term, the rounded spiciness of this uh, architect. I think it's noteworthy. And since it's such a, it's a lighter body, even though it's 104 proof, the body kind of floats a little bit. It's not pillowy. It's just kind of light and kind of slick. Mm-hmm. So then the spice notes are able to just kind of do their thing in a more present, more pronounced way. So I really like that. So cheers to those guys, man, over at Penelope. Cheers. Um, shit, I think that's it, man. We got anything else? Nope, that is that is it. So where can I find you individually? Hey, man. Um, I'm on Twitter at Nicosio. And you can find me across all the social medias at Afro Beer Chick. And check us out collectively at The Neat Pour on all the social medias and also on our website, neatpour.com. So check it out. Peace out. Peace out.